and welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Volatility has been on the rise in the cattle futures market. Previously, the focus has and had been on low cattle inventory and the lack of news of rebuilding cattle herds around the country. Now, a larger focus is on consumer demand. Colton Vondrum with EverAg says one important indicator has played a role in lower cattle futures prices. Once we get the morning cutout report, it seems like just moments after we see that softening cutout, it seems like the futures market goes ahead and continues lower. So that could be uh, an indication that we're starting to see some weakening on the beef demand side of things. Vondra says increasing consumer debt, among other factors, are playing a key role in lower demand for beef. Student loan payments are have been reactivated, so that's 150 to $200 uh, of, of money that uh, a lot of fee, uh, families don't have to uh, spend on, uh, you know, disposable goods anymore. As we look to 2024, the main driver of livestock futures will be demand, not cattle inventory, according to Vondra. The beef demand is going to be in charge of this thing now. Fundamentally, we know that we still have a short supply of cattle, and likely the shortest of supply is yet to come. We'll see that when we start to see some heifer retention. So on the supply side of things, There is some upside to the market, but we really just need to be sure that we can keep beef demand uh, in check and rolling as well as maybe pick up some exports. On the flip side, cash, cattle prices remain solid. Feeder cattle and live cattle cash continue to remain at a premium to the futures market. And that could be that there's a sentiment out there uh, that, you know, everybody knows we are still short supply. So uh, they're kind of hoping that maybe that this thing is not going to last as long as maybe some others think. Vondra says the upcoming cattle on feed report could be something to watch out for. We've got a cattle on feed report that's going to be coming out Friday, December the 15th. Uh, All eyes are going to be on that. We're hoping that we'll see a downturn on the placement side of things, which could provide a little boost to the live and feeder cattle markets. That's Colton Vondra with EverAg. Learn more at ever.ag. While ag lawmakers pressed for their farm bill priorities at a Members' Day House Ag hearing last week, lower crop insurance premiums, pesticide labeling reforms, and support for cover cropping were among the lawmakers' farm bill asks. Chicago area representative Sean Caston says his bipartisan cover bill would build on a successful pandemic cover crop program. By incentivizing the planting of cover crops on a voluntary basis, by providing farmers with $5 per acre of crop insurance discounts for every acre that they plant into cover crops. In 2018, Iowa implemented a very similar program, was hugely successful, oversubsidized. My own state copied it in Illinois. It since has been copied in Indiana and Wisconsin. Caston pointed to a study this year that found more cover cropping led to lower crop insurance losses, as much as $40 million in savings for every 1% boost in cover crops. That is by improving soil health and trapping carbon in the soil. Minnesota Representative Michelle Fishbach called for direct support for crop insurance to get away from inefficient, deficit-ridden, ad hoc disaster aid. Crop insurance has proven to be a bedrock risk management tool. And while I appreciate the fiscal constraints on this committee, I firmly believe an opportunity exists to build on the program's success by making higher coverage levels more affordable to producers across the country. 
Now, separately, Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley and Texas Representative Chip Roy called on Senate and House leadership to address several important topics in writing a new farm bill. They're asking leaders to address the impacts of inflation, waste in farm and nutrition programs, and foreign influence in U.S. agriculture. In a letter to leaders in both chambers, they say the administration and its reckless spending have led the U.S. to record inflation. The letter says, quote, by making conservative reforms to key programs, we will be able to tame inflation while also keeping in place a responsible safety net for U.S. farm families, end quote. They call for reforms to the SNAP program by citing its $1.2 trillion price tag and growing error rate. They're also urging Congress to bring more accountability to the USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation, which they say is a bureaucratic slush fund and oversight would save $8 billion over 20 years. And they're also calling for more controls on foreign ownership of U.S. farmland. Also, the Fertilizer Institute celebrated the good news in the recently released Hypoxia Task Force's report to Congress. It shows significant progress toward the goals of the Gulf Hypoxia Action Plan of 2008. TFI President and CEO Corey Rosenbush says it is good news. While there is still work to do, he says the report shows significant progress. Rosenbush says, quote, TFI has long advocated for grower adoption of nutrient stewardship practices such as the four R's because they work. These practices keep fertilizers on fields where they belong and out of the nation's waterways where they do not, end quote. Now, he also says it proves that science-based conservation practices voluntarily adopted by farmers and ranchers are having a tremendous impact on the nation's water quality. Rosenbush added, quote, they should be applauded for their continued efforts to grow more food with less environmental impact, end quote. TFI will use the report for continued farmer and policymaker education. And also here on American Ag Today, Farmall has launched a new era of farm tractors. We learn more about that in this report with American Ag Network's Kaylee Omang. In its 100th year, Farmall is giving a glimpse of what's in store for the next century. Earlier in 2023, Case IH unveiled the Farmall 75C Electric, the smartest electric tractor from Case IH. Terry Zanella, campaign manager for tractors with Case IH, talks about the Farmall 75C Electric. The Farmall 75C Electric is our first fully electric utility vehicle with autonomous features. It has diesel-like performance with its horsepower and torque, but yet since it's battery operated, it is so quiet, it's comfortable, it has zero exhaust emissions and a four-hour runtime. And this tractor is going to be perfect for like vineyards and orchards, municipalities, or really any enclosed livestock facility. The easy-to-use autonomous features in the Farmall 75C Electric will benefit farmers. The autonomous features on our Farmall 75C Electric will allow for more efficient completion of daily tasks. You can have comprehensive monitoring of surrounding people and objects. One of the features is what we call invisible bucket. So this gives views of the front of the bucket, around the bucket, and through the bucket. This is going to be a huge benefit when using the loader. That was Terry Zanella, Campaign Manager for Tractors with Case IH. I'm Kaylee Oming. And thank you very much, Kaylee, for that report. A new voice here on American Ag today that you may hear from time to time. That is our newest reporter, Kaylee Omang, uh, with that report on Farmall launching that new era of farm tractors. 
Well, that is all the time we have for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. If you have story ideas for the program, send them to me via email, Jesse Allen at AmericanAgNetwork.com, J-E-S-S-E-A-L-L-E-N at AmericanAgNetwork.com. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to American Ag Today. I'm Jesse Allen reporting.